0: This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson.
1: What's going on? Happy Friday. Welcome in to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who is heading back to the big easy after the saints finished the preseason yesterday in green bay wisconsin they fell to the packers 38-10 they finished the preseason 0-4 but guess what it's preseason so let's not get too carried away about what happened 0-4 yes is not good but a little stat i saw from uh, i'll give credit the lions yelling from TV yesterday two teams that went 0-4 in the preseason last year went on to win their division that was the dallas cowboys and the indianapolis colts so again Packers defeat the Saints last night 38-10 in Green Bay. But um, some of the stats from last night, Luke McCown had a nice drive, 5 of 5, 82 yards, and a touchdown to Willie Sneed. Garrett Grayson, 8 of 19, 2 interceptions, and Ryan Griffin, 7 of 13. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Leading the way rushing-wise, Tim Hightower, 8 attempts, 34 yards. Brandon Coleman had a nice night, 4 receptions, 82 yards, and again, like I said, Willie Sneed with a touchdown, three receptions on 31 yards. Um, Saints got out to a 10 nothing lead, and then after that, things kind of fell apart. Sean Payton, you'll hear from him in a couple segments from now, but uh, talked about was not too happy with the secondary um, play yesterday as they gave up 275 passing yards, four touchdowns to, from uh, Brett Hundley, the rookie from UCLA. He was 16 of 23, four touchdowns, 236 yards. So not the best night for the secondary, but hopefully that gets cleaned up before the first game of the season next Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. It's a big weekend for the Saints as far as some of the players are concerned. They will get it down to 53 players. The deadline for that is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. That's Saturday, 3 p.m. Central Time. Sean Payne, Mickey Loomis will get the roster down to 53. You can log on to NewOrleansaints.com or download the Saints Mole app for all that info. And then it's game week. It's the first regular season game next week, so we'll have a full week for you of previews and getting ready for the Saints' first game on the road against the Arizona Cardinals, and they come back here and open up in the Dome against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, September 20th. So we got a good show for you today. We'll uh, have a, a full wrap-up of the preseason and uh, last night's game in Green Bay. We'll hear from Joel Myers, John Stinchcomb, and Sean Kelly, the boys who called last night's game in Green Bay. You'll hear from him next. Then we'll have some player and coaches reaction from last night. John DeShazer had a one-on-one with Garrett Grayson. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from Willie Sneed who caught the touchdown yesterday, and we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton. Also, before the game next weekend in Arizona, there's the, uh, of course, the Saints 5K run that kicks off the season, basically. That's next weekend, and uh, we'll have more info on that coming up Later on in the show, from Jamie Runroe, who is the race director for the Saints 5K. So plenty of stuff on this Friday show. And also, I'm glad college football was back last night. Great turnout at Yulman Stadium, even though Tulane lost last night. Still almost, I hear, 25,000 at the stadium. Watched a little bit of it on TV. Looked good. And uh, good luck to the rest of the Louisiana teams this weekend and whoever your team may be on this Labor Day weekend. Glad college Football's back. and looking forward to NFL being back next weekend all right enough rambling from me let's get on with the show coming up next a full recap of last night's game we'll go back to green bay we'll hear from sean kelly john stinchcomb and joel myers you're listening to the black and blue report
2: The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the ever-popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and
3: score your seats today. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at energysavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy.
0: We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report.
1: As mentioned in our first segment, the final score from last night's game in Green Bay, Saints 10, Packers 38. Saints finished the preseason 0-4. Packers finished the preseason at 2-2. And for more on last night's game, let's go back up to Green Bay. Hear from Sean Kelly, John Stinchcomb, and Joel Myers. All three of them called the game on television, guys.
2: All right, Daniel, thank you very much, and thankfully the preseason has come to a close. The next time we all get to see the New Orleans Saints in game uniforms, it'll be the real thing. The regular season starts one week from Sunday. Tonight's loss, though, to the Green Bay Packers drops New Orleans to 0-4 in the preseason. And uh, John Stinchcomb, Joel Myers with us here in the broadcast booth following this one, and John, I'll start with you. Give me some takeaways from the fourth preseason game. Uh, I think there's probably a range of emotions and observations involved here. Well, it wasn't exactly pretty.
4: Anytime you lose by 28 points, you can't leave feeling great about your performance. But I think there were some individual efforts that drew some attention. Uh, late in the game, Bobby Richardson seemed to be playing hard and uh, getting after it, which is what you're looking for. Uh, Kyle Wilson had an interception, a defense that, that needs somebody to create turnovers. So that will draw your attention. With that said, he bounced it out with some, uh, some costly penalties and costly play outside of, of making that turnover. So some ups and, and more downs than probably you'd like, but that's preseason. And the games are, are, that record doesn't no longer matters. You move into regular season when it starts to count, and you're going to see a lot more of, of some faces that you haven't seen a lot of this preseason, including Drew Brees and company.
2: Joel Myers, I think certainly the, the, the most fun we had in watching this game tonight came right at the jump. And I think it's clear now that Luke McCown is the backup quarterback to Drew Brees. That's one of the questions we had throughout the preseason. And he uh, kind of punctuated that statement with the way that he started his offense up tonight.
5: And at the same time, we hope he never sees the field. And, and Drew Brees is phenomenal. And we've already seen that in the four series he played in. Uh, three in one game, and then the last game only one series, and he was great, four for six. Uh, the only concern is the depth of the squad. Because when the seconds and thirds were out there, uh, they gave up points, and they made mistakes, and there were penalties. When the first unit was out there in the preseason, the Saints are going to be competitive with any team in the NFL. There is no worry there, but it's the backups, and every team, what, when you play in September and October and hot weather, especially your front four, you got to rotate. You need seven or eight guys, so the depth is the only thing you take away from the preseason where there are question marks. Otherwise, the first unit, that is not going to be a question mark.
2: Did Willie Sneed leave any questions out there on the table about the way that he's played this preseason? Well, I think he went
4: out and grabbed what, uh, what each player was hoping for in the wide receiver battle was the attention of, of everyone, decision makers, fans, commentators, as staking a claim for that position. So... Uh, he erased any doubt in my mind as to who number four in the wide receiver depth chart is. I think the biggest question, you bump it back one more spot. So you got Cooks, Colston, uh, Coleman, Sneed. Now the question is, who's, who's going to grab that number five spot? I think Joseph Morgan did himself uh, no favors today in today's game with the, the drop pass that turned into a turnover with, with Grayson hitting him on a little in route right there. So I think that race is pretty tight. I'll I'll be interested to see who they go with. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to what they've seen in practice.
2: Joel, one of your favorites has been Marcus Murphy. We got to see quite a bit of him tonight here in Green
5: Bay. Yeah, Marcus Murphy's versatility really pays off because he takes two spots. He could be an extra running back uh, behind your first three. And we still wait for C.J. Spiller. Hopefully he's going to be available. Uh, Also, uh, I want to see Browner get more reps Mm -hmm. out there and hopefully he's going to be free and available so we we're waiting on a couple of guys in particular but i really like what marcus murphy does his versatility and the way he can help this team save a roster spot they're going to have to be as you know sean and you've been around at stench they're gonna have to be very creative in going from 75 to 53 and even sean payton said earlier this week if we cut a guy because he's injured and wave him Mm -hmm. it's it's to our benefit as he referred to the Saints, because then the opportunity, as opposed to put him on IR, he may not need to go on IR. He can come back in a few weeks, and you can bring him back, and he can be a part of the program once again. So there are still question marks. There are some really tough decisions. Stinch, you talked about wide receiver, also in the secondary. And who's going to be your best performers on special teams, your backups in the D backfield?
2: Yeah, the film will tell us a lot. One more question for each of you, and it's the same question. Who's the kicker for the New Orleans Saints when they take on the Arizona Cardinals next weekend? (laughs) Stench. <laughs> well,
4: wow, that's going to be tough. It's it, What a brutal decision to make. Uh, you know, I think you flip a coin at this point from what we've seen. They've been so efficient inside 50 yards, and then you look at a couple misses. Do you think it comes down to that? Uh, it's tough to say. Uh, I'm going to go with Hopkins just to, to pick your name. All right. You want to offer a name well, or I, you want to flip the coin
5: too? I'm actually glad that I'm not making the decision. I think it was that close. And I, I, you pick Hopkins, and if there is a favor for Hopkins, it may be all of the kickoffs were very high and very deep. And I think specials, besides – because they were so close in kicks and in long kicks. Uh, he missed one tonight in Green Bay where it was just wide right. But it was, it was well good from 53. It may have been good from 60. So – The leg strength of the two is going to be a determining factor, kickoffs more than anything else, because both were really good in the preseason on placements.
2: Gentlemen, love spending the preseason with you once again. No doubt about that. And we are all ready for the regular season. Daniel, obviously the next big moment for this franchise is uh, the announcement of the Final 53 on Saturday, and then, of course, the rounding out of the personnel package with the practice squad shortly thereafter. And then, lo and behold, after Labor Day, we turn our attention to real football starting one week from Sunday at Arizona. All
1: right, guys, thank you very much. Great job calling three preseason games for the Saints on Fox 8 and uh, John DeShazer also did a great job on the sidelines and we look forward to Joel and Sean and JD on the radio and television for Pelicans games this season all right so we heard from the announcers about last night's game let's hear from the players and coaches that is up next you'll hear from Garrett Grayson Willie Sneed and Saints head coach Sean Payton don't go anywhere
2: all-star electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting
6: At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, some Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This
1: is Anthony Mackie, Seven Walls Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. I don't want to dig too deep into this game. Again, it was preseason game number four. It's usually, I don't want to say the worst of the four, but it's the one that you don't see a lot of starters play. Um, it's a lot of people trying to fight their way on to make a roster, or it's a basically an audition for another team who might be able to pick them up after this Saints fall to the Packers' Thirty-eight to ten. Let's hear what head coach Sean Payne had to say after the game.
7: Dude, that was a bad half of football. Um, yeah, you know, I thought early early on. Shut that door if you would. I thought early on, uh, yeah, we jumped out, we looked sharp, but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of things in that second half that we did well. Um, we'll get back and have a chance to see this tape. Obviously, there's a, a lot of important decisions we have to make. Um, hopefully, we can, you know, gain the right information from the film. Um, any questions? So when,
6: when you're making that decision, do you go back and look at people who maybe weren't giving complete effort?
7: If there's an effort issue, absolutely, absolutely.
6: Is that a concern with some of these guys and the
7: way they played to in the game? Well, I would have to watch the film before. I mean, is, are they playing the right gap, the right technique? I mean, look, they're on the field a long time defensively. We didn't help them any offensively, so we'll look at the tape. The first half did Brandon Coleman have really kind of confirm what you guys
4: have
8: been seeing
7: throughout the um, Well, we, we wanted them to get some early work in that, in that first portion of the game. I don't know if that answers your question, but um, you know, we think those guys have been pretty consistent. Brandon made some, some good plays tonight. Um, he kind of almost you know to a t what we've been seeing it's been uh, real good. I think the progress he's made has been good he's a big target um, we'll look we'll look on the film though I'm sure there'll be some things that he wants to clean up as well. last week he's talked about it's hard to get cut off for one play, but it seems like tonight what you're saying is effort in the second half of a game where you're trying to make a team makes a difference well it, I think it was brought up in the first question i I don't know. There's there's as many mental assignments uh, before. I mean, I can't without watching the tape say it was effort or you know we got to go back and look specifically with each player. But this is this is part of the evaluation, though. I you know we say this every year. You know, a lot of guys. It's not an important game for some. It's the most important game of their career. I think that's the case. John, how do you think uh, Griffin played this see have a good tempo and every day. Um, I thought his tempo was good. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get as many opportunities. Um, you know, of course, uh, our early drives were were good, and then you know we kicked the field goal, and after that, um, you know, it just seemed like we stalled a little bit more. Our third down numbers weren't good. Uh, I, I know, especially as we moved into the second half, but um, we'll see. We'll put the tape on. We'll evaluate and grade the the decisions, you know, especially at the, at the quarterback position, to to look at everything. I thought. The demeanor on the sideline was good. You know, he's up up and down and so we'll see. Was that still so close enough coming into today that that you know these things that happen today that I could decide? Yeah. I listen, all these things are are pending. Uh, you know, we're not gonna qualify where the competition sits at or any of that. So mm-hmm. they're all important. Well, tonight, especially when you get your injuries are mailing up among your starters on, on defense. So was the night and night that some of your backup guys really had an opportunity to show themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's the fourth preseason game, so really uh, separate the injuries. You know, the backup guys are playing on both sides of the ball, and they have a chance to make an impression. So yeah, I think that would be the yes. Um, I thought OK. I thought, uh, I thought we, we did a little bit better job earlier in the game. Uh, and I don't know that we had those same opportunities as the game progressed. With
2: them attempting that
7: really long field goal that Marcus got a chance to mm-hmm. return, is that something you guys want to see him get a chance to do. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean it's, um, it's it's a special situation we work on at training camp. It's one of those that you see us occasionally do. Um, you have to rehearse it. The plus about it is, the minute it's caught, you know, there's generally a, a group of guys on the field goal team that aren't as apt to tackling a returner. So, you guys, we've seen, uh, historically, we've seen plays come come off of that situation. So, we had time. We called a timeout. We knew we wanted to put it in, and was kind of glad we got a chance to work it.
4: Is a quarterback only tough to contain
7: and you look pretty fast? Um, I don't know how many... I mean, I, I thought he really made some plays with his arm, so I, I don't know how many plays. I know he scrambled a couple times. He stepped up and scrambled for a first down. I think he's having a good preseason. I haven't seen a lot of tape on him just this week. Um, he was effective in the second half, though. Do you kind of dislike
6: like term final roster? Um, do you feel like it could be one of those years where since y'all have a couple of injuries that y'all are going to have to shuffle the roster week one week two, and what happened Saturday may not be the same roster as it is on next Sunday?
7: i think um I think that's probably been the case you know the last three four five years i I'm not sure when we've started the season and four weeks later had the same fifty three for instance I, I think typically that there's some shuffling um we'll see you know we'll see how the final evaluations go, but uh I don't know that there's ever been, hey, here, here we are at 53, let's go into the year. I, I think typically there's there's always been some movement. Um, I'm sure this year there will be a few of those uh, exceptions too. What's kind of the process for you guys after this before the cuts on We'll get back, we'll watch the film, meet with the players, and then uh, kind of fill you in um, later on probably uh, Saturday. Um, go ahead. Uh, I don't, we'll have to watch the tape. I thought we struggled a corner, you know, and, and those aren't, I mean, those are second year guys now. And so that was uh, discouraging.
1: All right. Last night, Garrett Grayson struggled a little bit, eight of 19 for 71 yards, two interceptions after the game. He spoke with our John DeShazer in the Saints locker room.
8: You know, it's, it really is just on me. I got to help those guys, um, you know, it comes back to the quarterback, just making plays helps those guys get into a rhythm. Um, you know, really, I just I made too many mistakes tonight, and that's what it really boils down to. When you make mistakes, it kind of affects everybody else, and that's why you know uh, you got to be the quarterback, you've got to be the leader on the field, and uh, didn't make those plays tonight. So.
9: And, and yet, there's growth every game. I mean, what does you feel like you grew from this game? What do you feel like you, you can take and grow from out of this? One? Um,
8: you know, just knowing. I mean, there was there was many plays where I got to learn to get the ball out, uh, help our O line. Um, They were bringing some blitzes, you know, and it's just things i got to help those guys out up front, get the ball out on time so we're not taking those sacks and uh, and getting those hurries, everything like that. Uh, That's just something, you know, Coach Peyton Hart's on all the time, get the ball out on time, let the receivers make plays and uh, held on to the ball uh, too long a couple times, and it kind of, you know, put us into a a little hole.
9: Talk about your evolution this preseason. Um, obviously, you come in as a rookie. Now, you you know, uh, have grown some. You have four preseason games the entire training camp.
8: Um, You know, I, th- I think I've, you know, gotten better throughout training camp. I don't know. Um, you know, the preseason games, I had a couple good ones. And then, like tonight, you know, I didn't play well at all. I don't think so. Um, you know, I think it's just part of being a rookie. You got to fix those mistakes, and because uh, you know the game, the pace of the game is faster. You know, the speed of the game, everything is just moving that much quicker. And so, something I you know got to adjust to, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'll have this year to keep working on it.
9: When you're dealing with Coach Payton and Coach Carmichael in a game like this, are they more, you know, patting you on the back, saying, "Okay, here's what we got to do," or,
8: you know, um, you know, Coach Payton's a big tempo guy. He's always talking uh, about tempo. Uh, he's big on that. You know, he wants the defense to be on their heels. Um, he wants us to dictate to them what we're going to do. And so, uh, there's a couple, you know, a couple plays where he was getting on me about tempo because he wants us to go fast, play fast, um, and make them, you know, kind of play their base defenses. And um, again, that's something I got to adjust to um, and get and get used to it.
1: Thank you. you. So only one touchdown from last night's game. That came in the first quarter, and that came from a Luke McCown pass to Willie Snead. Here's what Willie Snead had to say after the game.
9: Oh, it felt great. It felt awesome. Um, You know, that was one of my goals, to score a touchdown in the preseason. It happened for me. Just going to thank Luke for finding me. So it is what it is.
8: How'd you approach this game, you know, coming off that big one last week?
9: How'd you approach it? Uh, you know, same as I approach it every week, you know, uh, just preparation. It was a short week, so we had a quick turnaround. So other than that, man, I just had to make sure I was ready to go. Do
4: you feel like you've done enough?
9: Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I had a great camp. You know, I gave it my all. Uh, I produced. I put, you know, good stuff on tape. So hopefully the coaches like what I've done and they keep me around.
6: So what are the next
8: couple of days, be like, be a little nervous, but I mean, how, how will
9: it be the next couple of days? Uh, I'm just, I'm just keep doing what I've been doing, you know, just making sure I've, uh, you know, going through the process, you know, lifting, watching the film, learning from this past game. And then, uh, you know, once Tuesday comes, I will know what, what the deal is. And, you know, hopefully I'm still here in, in New Orleans. Was, was getting a good return important to you? Oh, I mean, I wasn't really expecting that, but you know, it does feel good though. You know, just getting to the 45, it was a big scene. The kickoff return unit blocked it really well, and uh, I just hit it, got to the 45. It was a, it was motivating. I'd say that much.
4: Were the first couple kind of frustrating? Like you didn't have an opportunity? Like you like, feel like, come on,
9: like let me get a chance. I was, I was feeling that way. Um, Crosby was kicking it out of the end zone a couple times. He was kicking it to the opposite side, so it was getting kind of frustrating. But uh, I did get that one chance, and I made the most of it, so that was good.
8: So if you knew what Drew said earlier in the week that the ball to 83, good things seem to happen. i just curious, uh,
9: how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's encouraging. I'll say that much. You know, when Drew says something like that, you know, it makes you feel good about what you're doing and you're working hard. And, uh, you know, I just try to make sure I keep doing the same thing, don't try to change anything so that, you know, I just keep producing like I've been doing.
1: All right, of course, you can see and watch all the post-game reaction on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints mobile app. You can log on now to check those out and uh, look for more of those throughout the week as the Saints get ready for regular season game number one. Yes, it's nice to say regular season game number one against the Arizona Cardinals next Sunday. All right, when we come back, we'll hear more about the Saints 5K next weekend from Jamie Monroe, the race director. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
3: Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866 Auctioner for a same day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Salerson.
1: All right, well, the Saints season is right around the corner, which means the Saints kickoff run presented by Chevron is also around the corner. And and here to talk about it is Jamie Monroe, race director from Easy Day Sports. Jamie, I can't believe we're almost to the Saints run again. How are you?
6: Oh, I'm, I'm great. It's exciting to be back, and it's exciting to uh, be getting ready to kick off the season with the Saints.
1: Now, I know uh, a lot of people remember us talking about this run last year, but for those who are new to the Saints' kickoff run, can you tell us a little bit about it?
6: Sure. So, the Saints' kickoff run uh, presented by Chevron will be in its fourth year. Um, the event is September 12th. It starts at 7.30 a.m., so the day before the season opener, um, we invite all fans to meet us out in Champion Square um, for a 5K. We start in Champion Square. We, we run down Poitras. Um, we head towards the French Quarter before making our way back to the stadium um, and finishing inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on the 50-yard line. So it's an exciting race for the fans getting to be down on the field, finishing on the 50. Um, and it's just like being at the game, you know, with a huge uh, pre- and post-party in Champion Square.
1: And also, uh, you mentioned uh, the running, and of course, but there's also a fun run for kids presented by Raising Canes. Um, so, tell us a little bit about the kids can also get involved. This is a family event, correct?
6: Yeah, it's it's just it's great. We every year after the all the adults have finished on the 50, we line the kids up in Champion Square, and they run a shorter um, half mile route um, that brings them in and has them finish on the same finish line as all the adults just finished um, down on the field. So it's it's a pretty special moment for them to um, be out on the field and finish on the 50-yard line. And, and this year, um, new from past years, is we've got a president presenting sponsor in Raising Canes, um supporting the kids' event.
1: Now, you talked about pre- and post-race fun. Just um, Can you uh, talk about some of the things that you'll be able to do before the race and after the race as far as entertainment? Um, I think there's a beard guard and just things like that.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So last year was the first year that we did a costume contest. So we invite everyone to you know to put on their best Saints costume, keep it clean, but but um, you know be creative. Um, last year, I believe the winner was a Rob Ryan look alike. Um, so nice. we do a costume contest at the beginning, then we do a um, uh, when it's all done that we have the band uh, New Orleans Karma, which is a, a pretty big sort of party band. They've played in Champion Square before um, and a post race beer garden. So you know two three thousand fans kind of congregate. Um, in Champion Square, have a beer, and listen to some great music. That's a great way to get ready for um, kicking off the season.
1: Now, I know there's some charity involved in this race. Um, Where do all the proceeds, uh, what charity does it go to?
6: Yeah, the the proceeds benefit the New Orleans, uh, excuse me, the uh, Louisiana Children's Museum. Um, Every year, the Saints have been, uh, they they pick a, a local charity that benefits the community, and this year it benefits the Louisiana Children's Museum which is a great place if you haven't been down there um the museum has interactive exhibits for kids and and you know they're they're looking to grow and expand and, and just provide a, a service for um the youth in New Orleans.
1: We're talking with uh, Jamie Monroe race director from Easy Day Sports now I know there's also a couple competitions you can do while um participating in the race while registering as well it's the Corporate Cup it gives uh, people a chance to um Basically, the m- more people you get to register for the event, the better chance you win. A uh, better chance you have of winning the corporate cup, and, and there's also the giving cup, which I believe is new. Can you tell us a little bit more about the giving cup? Sure. So,
6: um, corporate cup last year we launched it. It's, it's been very successful. Um, companies like Chevron and Intergy, um, and this year we have Academy Sports, but but even just clubs or local groups, um, we encourage you to sign up, select, join a team, or create your own. Um, there's no additional cost to do so. And just create the largest team possible and come out with all your friends. Um, the winner of the Corporate Cup it usually has over 100 um, people on their team, um, so, which has been great for the race. And then this year, because the emphasis is on raising as much funds as possible for the Louisiana Children's Museum, um, it's a Giving Cup. So the team that raises the most money um, for the Giving Cup will, will win a um, special prize, and we're working on that as we speak. But it, it'll be great. Um, So we're excited to integrate that into um, this year's event.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. And um, so also you can still register right now. Um, Where can you log on to register, and how um, long can you still register for?
6: Um, Well, registration will be open all the way up until um, the gun goes off at 7.30 a.m. Okay. Uh, But we encourage people to register early. Um, uh, The registration URL is saints5k.com. If you register or before this weekend's preseason game on Sunday, uh, or excuse me, on Saturday, you'll save 20% because the price right now is $40. So um, registering now is the way to go. The price eventually goes up to $60 on event weekend if we haven't sold out. Um, And we are, you know, we may um, have another sellout this year, usually the week of the event. Um, There's such demand that we have to close the event for new runners. So it's best to to sign up now and commit and um, come out for a good cause.
1: Absolutely, a great cause, a lot of fun, and the coolest part about it is you get to end uh, your run at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on the 50-yard line. That's Jamie Monroe, race director from Easy Day Sports. Jamie, we look forward to talking to you um, as we get closer to this race in September. Thank you very much.
6: Hey, thank you so much as well.
0: Follow us on Twitter at BlackBlueReport.
1: Okie doke. Time to wrap things up from Studio B. Big thanks to Sean Kelly, Joel Myers, and John Stinchcomb for uh, recapping last night's game. Also, head coach Sean Payton, Garrett Grayson, and Willie Sneed. Again, cutoff for the 53-man roster is tomorrow. Deadline is 3 p.m. Central. Keep it locked on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app to hear the final roster for the 2015 and 16 season. And then uh, another reminder, no show for us on Labor Day. We're going to take it off. I hope everyone has a great day off for those who don't have to work. And we'll be back on Tuesday in full swing, getting ready for Saints and Cardinals. If you want to hear from a particular guest, don't forget you can tweet us at BlackBlueReport. You can tweet myself at DSallarson or Sean Kelly. That's at Kelly. Live so on Tuesday we'll get you ready for fantasy football that's starting next weekend I am very excited I actually have a draft on Tuesday so this will help me out Jake Seely from RotoExperts.com part of our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One he'll be on as he will be on every Tuesday throughout the NFL season he'll help you set your fantasy football lineup and then we'll uh, we're efforting to get a Arizona Cardinals writer as we try to do last year on Tuesdays to get a, a opponent's perspective on the game. So hopefully we'll hear from an Arizona Cardinals writer as we'll start the preview for Saints and Cardinals next Sunday. So again, no show on Monday and a regular season starts next week. So the full practice schedule will be out next week as far as the Saints are concerned. And then we are up for Pelicans, too. Less than a month away till the Pelicans head off to the Greenbrier for their training camp. And then preseason game number one for them, October 3rd. So less than a month away from Pelicans basketball. So we're almost in full swing and double duty here in metairie again big thanks to everyone involved in the show today hope you all have a safe and happy labor day weekend enjoy all the college football best of luck to the lsu tigers lafayette monroe all the louisiana football teams and whichever team you may root for this weekend for Sean Kelly, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.